Hi, and welcome to this Property Life podcast. I'm Caroline Claydon. I'm a property investor and trainer, and each week my friends and I will be speaking with very special guests about their adventures in property. This week, I have the pleasure of speaking with Mandy Alsop, who's taken years of passion of looking at properties and turned this into a family business with a core strategy of bringing old, tired properties back to life and flipping them on. I love how Mandy is single-handedly so clear on what her vision is for her business and has worked in flips in even markets that are tougher than normal conditions where you would traditionally want to flip properties in. Incredible to hear how she's now working with her son and her daughter-in-law and I know that you're going to get a lot from this episode. Enjoy. Mandy, great to see you. Morning, good to see you too, Caroline. There we are. It's been quite a while since we've had a good old uh, catch up. So thank you so much for coming on to our podcast to share your journey with all our listeners here. Um, could you start by just telling us a little bit about your background and how you came to stumble across or make the active decision to, to get into property investing? Wow, big question. Goes a long way back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, actually, with regards to um, my love of property, that goes way back till I was probably about 18, 19, and always just loved looking at properties. I think also my mother and father were in the army, and we moved a lot, and we lived in some incredible buildings. Um, you know, then they were lovely Victorian buildings and older buildings, so always had a passion there. Um, married um, and my husband at the time then worked for Marks and Spencers and we moved around a lot and I was quite keen to tap into that uh, love of property and start actually you know maybe buy one do it up while we were living in an area because we were only there about 18 months two years but unfortunately my other half at the time wasn't that receptive so just dabbled and did bits and pieces then. Um, but in 2013, because that's jumping a lot of years, a lot happened in life, um, I bought a wee mid-terrace cottage in Seafield in West Lothian, a tiny little unknown place. It was an old miner's cottage. Been mm -hmm. on the market a wee while. And the plan was... Um, Andrew, my son, is a joiner, and he was training at the time. Um, the plan was that we were going to renovate this cottage, and um, the funds were going to pay for me to take the whole family over to South Korea for my son's wedding. Wow. So that, that was the real start. Um, and that's where I learned all about laugh and plaster. <laughs> I thought it was called laughing plaster. <laughs> Wasn't laughing by the end of the project, I can tell you. Um, yeah, so that um, that really gave me the first proper bug for like, I love this. And the fact that I was working with Andrew was an added bonus. And actually, your family got involved, which was great. Um, so after that, we decided we would still do a flip occasionally didn't know it was called a flip at the time it was just gonna we would buy it and do it up and sell it and um luckily Andrew didn't have it at home so we were able to buy a mortgage in his name 
and do it up and sell it. And, you know, um, that was a, a huge added bonus. And we learned an awful lot together. Um, and I think at that point, getting so involved in it was great because I understood um, the process of actually doing. Anyway, we did that for a few years. And then in 2017, I met you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Decided um, that if I wanted to do this seriously, at the time I was a teacher, not really loving my work, um, finding the stresses of working in the public sector quite difficult and challenging. My kids were growing up. So I thought, hey, never too young to, uh, or too old to venture into something new. So my friend Morag, who we will refer to as Mo, um, and I came along to a wee taster, thought yes, got involved and um, did a lot of training, um, which, you know, there were some positive sides to it, some not so positive sides to it, yeah. but it certainly gave me the confidence to make a real go of it. Yeah. And between 2017 and 2018, Mo and I jumped in feet first and we bought seven properties in one go Brilliant. And, and put them into, um, well, we bought them through bridging um, and created our own portfolio, which um, seemed to daunt everyone we talked to. But uh, hey, we did it and we succeeded. And um, that portfolio ran for five years. Um, circumstances changed because um, Mo met um, her dream man <laughs> and uh, diversified her interests. <laughs> um, so we decided not to grow that business, but I decided, no, I want to do this. So continued on my own. So basically as a sole trader, still working full time, um and what did we do then yeah so those that portfolio sort of sat at the side okay and then um i did a couple of flips on my own thought about buy to let but that was when i thought no my passion's not there my passion's in flips yeah so roll on to two march last year and to my absolute delight, Andrew, my son, and his wife, Claire, joined the business. Brilliant. And that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Fantastic. Yeah. What a journey. Wowzers. So the passion was always there. And I do remember we met up at David Lloyd and I said, you know, what's in cash flow to give you that, you know, yeah. Come and you were like, no, just want to do flips, just want to do flips, yeah. which boggled my brain because it's the complete opposite to, to what I wanted. So I'm sure our listeners will want to know that if you are solely focused on flips, which is an active income stream, yeah. Um, what you know criteria do you look for? Because obviously the market does change as you as 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 you develop um um what's the minimum profit that you look for or or what you know how do you approach it okay flips? right well because um i've had a little bit of experience of doing some flips beforehand what i decided was my focus would be the first time buyers market okay okay so i thought right there's always going to be a demand for houses okay. um 
at that level. I'm not saying there isn't demands elsewhere, but your yes. property tends to move pretty quickly at the bottom end. Yeah. Um, and also what, what I also decided was that I was going to predominantly look at ex-council houses mm -hmm. because they are a lot cheaper than brand new houses. The rooms yeah. are big. They, they have all the desirables I think a young couple are looking for. Yeah. Um, obviously, we needed to add value. So the expression, the dirtier, the smellier, <laughs> the more swirly the carpet, the more disaster the garden, the better. Um, and so that, that was my focus. Um, and when we, we created a company back in March last year, when Andrew and Claire came on board, and um, it was quite interesting for me to reflect at that stage because I was teaching Claire. Claire hadn't really done anything. She'd watched me over the years mm. and been really interested. So I had to really um, teach her about the whole process of flips. So we have bought all our properties in the company through Rightmove. Okay. We've bought them all below market value. And below market value of probably around 20%. Fantastic. We, um, it's the old scenario as well. You have to view, 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 view. You have to offer, offer, offer. You have to accept refusals, but leave your offer there and follow up. And I would say probably 80% of our success has come from um, deals that have fallen through. Yeah. Um, and then people just want it gone. Um, we are cash buyers, so we want to use investors' money. It's much smoother for us. It's much quicker for us than bridging, but we have bridged one quite recently. Yeah. So that's the focus there. Um, the other side of the market, um, you've got to do your figures. So yeah. that's something Claire's you know, been quite challenged with is you have to do your figures. And as you'll know, with the cost of everything going up, we've had to take that into account. Yep. Plus the added 6% second home tax, yes. which hasn't helped. Um, but the formula's there. And we have done between March and March this year, six. Great. Incredible. So it, it you know, it does work. It, it, it's just you've got to stick by your guns um, and uh, go with it. We have a great team. Yep. That's been built up over the years. There are challenges with the team because they're not employed by us. We just, yep. you know, bring them in to do projects um, and it's coordinating everybody and making sure they all, you know, perform when they do. Mm -hmm. But um, that, that really works well. So that's... Uh, that's predominantly where we're looking. We're just about to dip our toe in the water with a new project, which is an old Victorian semi-detached. And this is us just, we'll keep the bread and butter going, but we want to do something a little bit more exciting, a bit more creative. Yeah. Lovely. So I think our listeners will be fascinated that even when things are, let's say, tough in the market, as in I... We hear all the time students saying there's no deals. I'm putting in loads of offers. I can't get them below market value. Mark, below market value doesn't exist. And you are just sitting here saying, I've done six deals all off right move. It's the, the proof is in, in the pudding right, right there. It is out there. Yeah. You have to, 
Um, I, I actually watched a funny little clip the other day, and it says you have to view properties with your head, not your eyes. So I, I kind of get it. You go in and you see it, but all the time you've got to be thinking in your head, right, what needs doing, how much is it going to cost, you know, and then go in with your offer. I always explain to the state agent my offer and why I'm offering what I'm offering. Yeah. Um, and we do always stress that, you know, we are going to, because it's people's homes and lives there. And a lot of the time, these are people that have passed away and their families are, you know, struggling with giving away homes. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, being passionate about what you do and trying to get that across. Sometimes to the estate agents, it's a bit difficult. But, yes. um, you know, we, we've got good rapport with estate agents as well. Um, but, yeah, there are deals out there, but keep viewing. One of the mistakes I made at the beginning of last year, we got two quite quickly. I stopped viewing Caroline. And you'll mm. know the disaster in that. I don't know when the next one's going to come. And um, as it was, we were sitting for three months with nothing. Yeah. So it's like momentum, keeping the momentum going. Because your brain is thinking, I've got two on the go. I'm fully busy, 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 busy with that. Yep. You take your eye off the front part that needs to keep going, keeping that funnel getting filled leads. Yeah. And you have to believe in yourself, you know, and it's challenging. I mean, I when I started, you know, my family were like, what the hell are you doing? You know, you're retiring soon. Why are you doing this? You know, um, so you've got to shut out all the noise around you keep yeah. your formulas and just go and actually the other great thing is we have well I've got two joiners my son who yeah. does finishing um hence all the beautiful work behind me and then we have what I call my sort of rough joiner and <laughs> what's great is that they know what we're doing and why we're doing it so he's really economical with the materials he uses yeah. So he'll make sure he doesn't overuse things like the kick plates so that if we've got extra, we take it to the next property. Um, yes. And as silly as it sounds, all these things add up. Same with our plumber, you know, copper piping, all that's taken over. Yes. If there are radiators that we've taken out of a property that we could reuse elsewhere, we take them. Yeah. So we're getting better at recycling, reusing um, and being more economical. Yeah. Sounds like you've got a good, a good system in process there. Um, roughly, how much would you spend on a refurb to get it up to scratch? I know it's going to be different for every single deal, but just roughly um, on your little first-time buyers, ex-houses. Um, yeah, I mean, on the actual refurb, we're probably talking about 25000 on a three-bed. Okay. And then we've got our money costs and our um, second home tax sort of on top of that. But okay. I would say around 25, yeah. Okay. And when you work with your angels, because I know you love working with your investors, how do you structure that deal? Do you pay them at the end once it's been sold or do you pay them monthly? How does it normally work? Okay. So when I first started, and this was before um, Claire and Andrew came on board, um, I tended to use angel investors and offer them a year. So they would get their sent over the year. They could choose. They could either have a monthly payment or they could have a lump sum at the end. However, when um, 
COVID hit and also when um, I was realizing my properties were only taking about six months and then they were away by eight months. Yeah. I was paying my angels for three months with no income coming in and no profit for me. So we've now restructured our angel investors. And what we do is we invest them into a specific project. Okay. And in our contracts, we have written that they'll be paid pro, pro rata. And either um, they can have a monthly payment from that pro rata, or they can get paid at the end. And we usually say that in the contracts, it takes about nine months um, from beginning to end. And all the angels seem very favorable to that as well. Yes. yes. And what, what we're also quite good at, Caroline, is if we have, um, if we have, we always achieve by pushing the price in the street. None of our houses have gone for below um, the existing price. In fact, if anything, they've gone for about 10,000 more. So wow. we usually reward our angels with a little bit extra as well, just sort of goodwill, and then they come back. Yeah. Wow. So how did you, when you first started, that whole using angel investors would have been completely alien to you. Oh, God, yes. And I know <laughs> it's quite a mental leap for a lot of people, and I'm sure people are sitting here going, oh, six in a year, six flips. That's a lot of angel money or, you know, yeah. a lot of juggling. Um, it's all right for you because you've got two family members helping you. But actually, you were doing deals at that level when you were doing this all on your own as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So how um, how did you first approach finding angel investors to get your flip business off the ground from being a teacher? Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember exact. Well, I know the first angel was a friend. And that was just um, talking, Caroline, talking to everybody and anybody about what you were doing. Mm -hmm. um, and that was when people started to sort of, well, they watched, they watched, yeah. they didn't offer at first. And as I say, when I originally started with Andrew, we actually got by to let more, no, we got mortgages in his name. Um, and then when that became not viable, that was when angels became important. Some of them were just small at the beginning, you know, 10,000 here, 20,000 there. I say small, but that would pay a flip, that would pay a refurb. Yeah. Um, but as people saw the proof in the pudding that it was working, um, then people started to get in touch with us. You know, I got messages. I would post on Facebook. Um, I know that that's not a huge platform as much as um, Instagram and things now, but um, I used to get PMs from people saying that, you know, they'd like to know more about, you know, what am I doing? Um, and from them came more investors, their friends heard about it. Yeah. And we often offered, you know, 500 pounds for a referral or something like that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, so a wee plug, we've exhausted our uh, um, investors at the moment because we've got five projects on the go. Um, so always looking for investors if anyone wants to get in touch. There we go. So they can get you on, on Facebook as well. And Allsop Joinery is another arm of the family business that Andrew has, and he does yes. incredible bespoke um, yes. furniture and uh, shelving and TV units that look incredible. Kitchens, you name it. Yeah. 
yeah i think a good quality joiner is worth their weight in gold on a project I, I think so. And um, it, it's not just a good joiner. I mean, go on and see his website, but also read the reviews because he's such he's such a nice person. I know he's my son. <laughs> I don't know if you can see in the background, there's a wee card up, up by the mirror. Um, oh, yeah. One of the children of the families, a wee thank you card. And, oh. you know, I hope to see you again sort of thing because he's just such a nice person as well, but an amazing well, Everyone nowadays is all about the personal touch. Yes. I think people are moving away from big brands. They're, that doesn't turn them on anymore. Yep. And actually, this personal touch is so important and vital um, for people's business because we've lost so much connection from COVID times. It's like we've we've kind of lost all that yeah. touching yeah. and being yeah. part of uh, people's worlds. Um, that needs to come back. Yeah, and even in our... Um ex-council house flips what we do now is we make sure we have one feature so you know even if it's a bookcase or a wee mud room or something like that um and it's always a wow factor yeah so i love how your strategy is very is very focused on one particular um demographic which i think is really really uh useful for keeping you focused on what you're looking for. The current project that you're um, doing now, the semi-detached Victorian, what market are you are you aiming for for that? Is that still the first time buyers? No. <laughs> no, we're having debates about it at the moment because we've just had the offer accepted. So what we're thinking about is, no, it needs to be much higher. Um, okay. It needs to have much more bespoke stuff in it. It's got amazing grounds. Um, so I think our market, this is us tipping our toes out of our comfort zone, yeah. but we'll keep that going because that's really important. But, um, I get bored. <laughs> we did yeah. a beautiful old Victorian house in Falkirk and had such fun with it. Um, that I said, no, I, I need something to keep me going and keep me inspired. So it'll be, I don't know up around the 400 500,000 mark hopefully so nice. there'll be a lot of features and um attention to detail you know that's the thing um and we'll we'll, we'll restore features as well because unfortunately a lot of the features have been removed but, that yeah. sounds like they're, they're, they're the kind of projects i get really excited oh, about and i love it yeah love it Lovely. Okay, so I look forward to seeing that one. What's the plan for, let's say, five years down the line? What does Mandy's life look like in five years' time? Well, I know that's important, but actually, I I find it difficult to think that far ahead because in my mind, Caroline, I'm such a, what's the word? Um, I, I, I'm a bit of a reactionary. I, I react to things quite quickly. So what's in one week might be slightly different the next week, which actually is funny because Claire, um, she is much more focused and um, she keeps me a little bit on the straight and narrow, but sometimes I go off track. It, that's why we got the Victorian house. But um, I think five years time, I want to keep, I've been very hands-on in the past. Okay. In the properties. And one of the reasons for over COVID and things and the increase in prices was to keep costs down so okay. that the profit was for us. Um, so I want to do less of that. I want to be out viewing more. I want to be networking more. 
I want to be um, getting more investors on board, sharing more of our journey. Um, And I know Claire is quite keen to diversify a little bit. So she and Andrew are looking at, um, like you said right at the beginning, cash flow and possibly some buy-to-lets. But what I would quite like to do is get into the holiday market. Okay. So I don't know how big, and I think we'll dip our toe in and have a wee go, but I like the idea, and I think people are holidaying so much more in this country, and we're being kinder to ourselves, I think, since COVID as well, and taking more like weekend breaks and things like that. So that's where my vision probably is over the next few years. And I don't think I'll ever retire. I hate that word. It's not about retiring. Is it? I mean, you just do what you're passionate about. I know. I I do ask myself on many occasions, when will I stop? Like, at what point is is that property the the last one? I mean, it's like an addiction. Something's wrong with us, isn't there? Yes. Now, now people will be um, thinking, how on earth are you keeping flipping when all the news around is recession, 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 prices are going to drop? How how do you keep yourself, you know, sleeping at night and not worrying about, oh, my goodness, what if I don't achieve the price that I had set out? Because, like you say, it could be six months. A lot can happen in the property market in six months. What's your view on the current market and continuing to flip in this current economic situation? I mean, good point. Um, I think, as I said, because we're staying with the, the first-time buyers and we we deliver a house that they can move their furniture into. Yeah. So they can get maximum mortgage. It's not like they need to get a mortgage buy and then spend another 5000 doing it up. So that's a plus. Yeah. The other side of it is if for whatever reasons we didn't sell um, and we've got two under offer at the moment. So, I mean, their recent sales both went for over home report price, both closing dates. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that we do everything correct, but there must be something that we're doing right, that we're achieving that. But if we don't, we can rent. Yeah. So that we always have a second strategy. We have to, um, that we can rent. And the rental market um, is in our favor at the moment. You know, I mean, rents in West London are achieving good prices. Um, The majority, we do look at location of our properties. That's quite important as well. Um, I have had one property that we've done as a company that I have had a few sleepless nights because of location. And okay. when we came to sell, that was the feedback we were getting was actually love the house, but the location's not the best. However, Caroline, you only need one person to buy it. Correct. And two weeks later, we had an offer. You know, yes. so I suppose try not to overthink or worry too much if you've done your figures yeah you've got a profit as long as you know i mean we take into account well we like to achieve 15 and above most of ours we're achieving about thirty thousand profit but 
we've got a bit of leeway. So yeah. if we need to come down in price, we can, as long as we break even. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, to your question, it's just do your figures and, and make sure. Um, another wee tip is when you do your refurb, don't get personal. Mm. You know, you've got to keep it um, so it appeals to a wide range of people as well and they can visualize. And one um, amazing asset that Claire brought to our business was staging. I awesome. have never staged before. No. And wow. we've only just started staging since last March. And that has made, I think it's made an incredible difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's something like, I, I'm sure I heard or read somewhere that something like as high as 90% of people find it really difficult to imagine furniture in a room. Yes. So yeah. it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It's a no-brainer to put the furniture in for them, but not clutter it. Yes. I saw, I saw statistics saying that properties sell three weeks faster and, and achieve something like 30% higher in price. Just really? it, was, it was like cra a crazy statistic. Yeah. I probably got it wrong. But uh, interestingly, if your daughter-in-law is enjoying the staging element, I mean, there's another yeah. income stream into the business, right? Um, was, thinking, yeah. uh, we've got a couple of um, of our students, well, Michelle Wales and, and Jordan. I know that they've kind of bra branched out into the staging because they absolutely love that that element of it. Yeah. It's just a lovely arm to have in, in the business. Yeah. Well, Michelle actually came out um, just last week and wanted to see what we were doing with flips because that's something she's not done. I hadn't realized that. Oh, no. so, you know, I was, we were able to share what we were doing and then we were able to chat with her about staging. So that was, uh, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I mean, I think you are, you are quite unique in just doing flips and nothing else. I think yeah. that is quite unique because we do talk about diversifying and having cash flow, but in actual fact, if you're doing the volume that you're doing, um, you know, there there is actually no need to to worry too much about the cash flow because you know six in a year is is nice a nice little turnover going on there. Yeah. Um, so it's fascinating. I won't, I won't tell you, but we're we're. <laughs> I've kind of said out loud that we're going to do twelve this year, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> yeah, get it on the vision board. You'll yeah. be accountable yeah. now. That's it. Twelve. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience. I think it's incredible right. that people will listening to this will have a little bit more comfort that even with all the bad news and cost, you know, that people talking about cost of living and prices dropping, that actually there's still decent profits to be made flipping um, if you've got your systems and everything set up and doing the yeah, numbers. Definitely. So if people need to reach out uh, and, and spend a little bit more Mandy time, they can get hold of Mandy also in uh, Facebook, in our Facebook community. Yeah. You're um, on, uh, I think uh, your son, Andrew, also joinery. He's on Instagram and Facebook. So there's plenty of outlets that people can come and, and reach out to you if, if they yeah. really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. More than happy to share. Thank you, Mandy, for your time. See you soon. Lovely seeing you. Take care. Bye. Bye. I loved catching up with Mandy and hearing about her plans for the future and the fact that she's scaling scaling her flipping business 
um, with her son and daughter-in-law is really, really cool. Um, I love seeing the progress and success that my, many of my students have had over the years, but it all comes down to them. They're given the right tools and equipment to go out there into the market. And what she has done has just really driven it in the direction that she's passionate about. So if you'd like to connect with Mandy or her son and get joinery work done by him, by all means, reach out to them on our Facebook community page, Property Wealth System Community Facebook page, um, or connect with her on any of her social media outlets. I look forward to bringing you more great content next week. Take care.